Hello and welcome to the Basic Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Adam Castor. Here as always is my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? Good, Adam. Good. It's uh it's been a crazy, crazy little week in the uh world worldwide world of bird. Bird, if I can even speak. Can I speak? Can I can I speak in complete sentences? Adam, can I speak in complete sentences? Perhaps. I don't think I can. I don't think I can. I do not have the capability to speak in, in complete sentences. But yes, the worldwide world of bird is uh yeah. Yeah, we're gassed this week. We're 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 a little gassed, a little gassed, but it's only it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. How about you? Yeah, oh fuck, it's only it's only Wednesday. It's only Wednesday. But yeah, it's been pretty stressful at work and with everything. So nice to get a little reprieve, talk about fantasy football. Very exciting stuff. Agreed. Agreed. Talk about fantasy football even after the year is over. Yes, because that's what we do here. That is what we do. That is what we are uh, contractually obligated to do. Well, anyway, Bird, let's just go straight into our superlatives for the 2021 season. And, you know, let's just go into, you know, no creative award names this year, unless you can think of any off the top of your head. Nope. Nope. So let's just go in and uh, do the usual. So uh, everybody wants to know who is the biggest fantasy bust of 2021. Oh, the world wants to know. Well, there, there are two that immediately jump off the page as, as obvious ones. It's Allen Robinson and it's Miles Gaskin. Those are, those are the two biggest fantasy busts. And when I, when I talk about fantasy busts, I, I, I really want to talk about the guys that it was due to performance, not necessarily due to injury. Because if we go down the injury Avenue, you know, Christian McCaffrey comes into frame. When McCaffrey played, he was he was great. He was the McCaffrey of, of of we all know and love. Derek Henry, much much the same mold as well. But you know, they they were hurt. And I think when, when it comes to bust, what I think of is who just flat out did not perform. And performance to me doesn't mean you know you're out injured necessarily. I know you know people will have different definitions of what bust means. Um, but for me, it's going off what they did when they were on the field, and. Allen Robinson played every single game that he could. I believe he missed one or two, but for the most part, he was there. Same with same with Miles Gaskin had a bout with COVID. I believe Allen Robinson did as well, but they both were there and, and they both were terrible. If I had to pick one, I probably would say Allen Robinson just because he was drafted higher than Miles Gaskin, but it's, it's very close between the two for me. I don't know if Gaskins is much of a bust just because he wasn't drafted as high because Allen Robinson, people were drafting him like maybe third or fourth round or am I being too, too high? No, they were, they were, they were he was being drafted in the third or fourth round. Yeah. I'm just trying to uh, find some, uh, some preseason ADP and, and I, can, I can give you the uh, exact answer. He didn't perform like he was drafted really high and he just didn't perform. And he was on the waiver wire. He was on free agency. He was in free agency. Like for the last third of the season in some leagues, you could have gotten Allen Robinson for free. And I'm, I, I wouldn't be shocked if you go into a couple of leagues and you still saw Allen Robinson 
on waiver wire or in free agency by the end of week 17. Who's checking? Who's checking? So nobody's checking, but I'm just saying I wouldn't be, sh- I wouldn't be surprised. I would not be shocked. So in full, in full PPR, Allen Robinson was drafted 31st overall, the wide receiver 11. Full point PPR, Miles Gaskin was drafted 48th overall, the RB21. In the same ballpark. Round, maybe a round difference. Yeah, I'm surprised. I didn't think Miles Gaskin was drafted that high. Oh, but yeah. Guess, you know, you got the, uh, the 2020, or the, tw- the end of 2020, where he was really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I had my my preseason ranks up. I had Miles Gaskin uh, at fifty six, so I was I was lower than 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 ADP had him, but he was still sitting as a top twenty four RB for me preseason. So yeah, I would I would definitely uh, qualify that as a as a as a massive bust. And I mean, one more that I'll I'll kind of give as well. How about Terry McLaurin? Yeah, I honestly I might say that for Gibson too, Antonio Gibson. Cause like who, like maybe just like he wasn't talked about all that much. I mean, he was still okay. Well, Antonio Gibson was actually like, I was going to say, I, I, outside Gibson, of I thought was, was, was solid. Well, McLaurin McLaurin though, like he was completely like nobody heard. Like you didn't hear a peep from Terry McLaurin. I mean, you did, you, you did. I mean, McLaurin, McLaurin did have his his games. I mean, I'm not going to say that he didn't. I mean, he had a thousand yard season, five touchdowns, so it wasn't like a colossal disappointment by any means. But he just didn't offer enough, offer up enough consistency. And then you're looking at the last a- after week eleven, he didn't have over a fifteen point fantasy day. I mean, that's that's not good enough right there. And then if we're talking before week twelve, he had four twenty plus point fantasy days. Yeah, and you're drafting McLaurin. You drafted McLaurin as a top 10 receiver. Uh, yeah, I had him as my wide receiver 10. As my wide receiver 10, at 32 overall, and the ADP had him at 28 overall. So he was more he was more expensive than, than Allen Robinson was on yeah, general ADP. He, but I think that McLaurin had a better season. Than, oh, uh, oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Yeah, and that's not a hot take. That's just no. It's not a hot take is. at all. No, it's not a hot take at all. But um, uh, yeah, I mean T.J. Hawkinson. I don't know if that's more. I mean, that's part of that is injuries. Hmm. Part of that, it, and you can say the same thing for Darren Waller. Also, Waller was injuries though. Waller yeah. was injury. I'm not going to necessarily ride uh, down Waller uh, too harshly uh, for that. I mean, Hawkinson, I would call Hawkinson a bust. Yeah, he missed he missed five games at the end of the year. But outside of that, he was he was pretty average. I mean, yeah. first two uh, weeks, yeah. first two weeks he was good. Then three duds in a row. Then okay, then a dud, then good, then his buy, then he had a zero, dud, 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 good. So really he if you had TJ Hawkinson, you got five games out of Hawkinson where he was startable. So yeah, yeah, I I, I actually think I would 
call Hawkinson a bust. I would. That's a good shout. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, Hawkinson was on my team. So that's why I know <laughs> just because Fair. I experienced that, the TJ Hawkinson experience. You just, it was not consistent at all. No. And Brent, go yeah. ahead. Good. So are you going to say Brandon Ayuk is a I bust? was going to say Brandon Ayuk, yeah. He definitely qualifies as a bust. Mike Davis qualifies as a bust. Yes, well, that's pretty obvious. Yeah, Mike Davis is, is locked is like locked and loaded. Chase um, Claypool? Um, I don't know if I would call... I mean, Claypool, yeah, you can call Claypool a bust, sure. But where was Claypool... So Claypool was drafted on ADP. He was drafted 68th overall as the wide receiver 26. I had Claypool in my preseason ranks at number 81 as my wide receiver 33. So. I got, I think uh, we're really, the thing with Claypool, I think is just that people expected a lot more from him this season because he was really good his rookie year. They expected him to take a step, but he just didn't. He kind of he regressed. I agree. I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that's why people would probably consider him a fantasy bust. I think people probably drafted him higher. Maybe some people drafted him higher than they would have uh, initially just because they are looking at a guy who's on the upswing career-wise, you know, after a solid rookie season, but he just didn't deliver at all. Nope. Nope. He did not. Uh, we haven't mentioned any quarterbacks. I mean, were there really any quarterbacks, though, that you could say were busts, if not for injury-related issues? I, I don't I don't think so. No. I mean... You can make an argument for if you drafted like Tua or Baker. Yeah, those are all like you kind of expect that where you're where you were drafting. Ryan. Same thing. You know, you're kind of expecting it where you where you draft them. I mean, Russell Wilson. Yeah, but he was injured. Russell Wilson would be if if we didn't account for injuries. Russell Wilson wholeheartedly. He was injured. He was bust. injured for three weeks. He was injured for three weeks. So if we're going to call Hawkinson a bust, we have to call Wilson a bust. All right. Well, then Russell Wilson is a bust. I mean, in, in, hmm. Russ wasn't even that bad. Well, there was a stretch where we were all saying, "Man, is Russell Wilson done?" Like that stretch between. He, the half that he got that he was injured against the Rams and then his first two games back against the Packers and the Cardinals, we were just like, Oh God, is Russell Wilson done? But then he kind of bounced back a little bit. And after that, another after bad game against the Ram against the Rams. But then who doesn't have a bad game against the Rams though? Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo, apparently. Well, we will see if Kyler Murray will have a bad game against the Rams on Monday. You know, I actually take bus back for, for for Russ, I, I I take it back. I take it back. He was actually pretty solid. Maybe, maybe okay. Maybe if you drafted him in round six, you can call him a bust. Like if you drafted him above Herbert, you drafted him drafted him above Dak, drafted him above Aaron Rodgers, then 
Brady, yeah, then he's a bust, sure. But for the return that he got you, it really isn't like if you had another option for weeks five to 11, you were able to survive. You were absolutely able to survive. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I actually get back. I would, I would not call Russell Wilson a bust. Yeah, now that you kind of look at the set line. Yeah, I'm just looking at his at his box score right now. I mean, he put up he had 248 fantasy points. I mean, that's very solid. Yeah, that is pretty solid. It's crazy because a lot of the quarterbacks that were drafted high, all of the quarterbacks basically that were drafted high, except for Lamar Jackson, who was injured for a good portion of the season, like they all performed. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. So who who would you call the biggest bust? The biggest bust out of everybody that we talked about. Out of everybody that we talked about, who would you call the biggest unconditional bust? Hmm. Mine that's is Allen Robinson. That's a good question. Allen Robinson's a good shout. Allen Robinson for me. Because he, he just did nothing. He started out doing nothing. He finished doing nothing. You know, I'm going to say my biggest bust is somebody that we didn't mention. He of two good games this season, two and a half, Saquon Barkley. Oh, wow. Wow. Oof, that, that's a very good shout. I can't believe we didn't mention him. Yeah, we did not mention him. Well, I thought he missed more time. I was like, oh, well, I don't think he qualified. But he missed four games. Yeah, it qualifies. Yeah, I would call him a bust. He missed four games. He had 21.4 fantasy points in full point PPR against the Falcons. He had 29.6 against New Orleans. He had 18.5 against the Chargers, and he didn't hit 15 other than those games. Those are the only games that he hit 15 points or, or greater. Yeah, that's bad. That's yeah. that, that's really bad. Yeah, good shout. Good shout. I mean, I'll give you I'll give you one more to 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 ponder. Would you call Miles Sanders a bust? I think I would. I think you're dra- you drafted Miles Sanders in like the late second, depending on your league size. You might have drafted Miles Sanders in like the mid the mid second round, depending on your league size, because people were going running back early. And Miles Sanders, he was injured. He was injured a lot. Yeah, he missed, I think he was banged up like the entire season. He basically. missed five games, if, which is which is the like, Hawkinson threshold. Yes, it feels like <laughs> the Gulf of Hawkinson. It's the Gulf of Hawkinson. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> it just seems like he missed a lot more time than that. But yeah, and when he played, and, but he, he was. And he was he was banged up all season. Yeah, and, and when he played, he wasn't even that good. He had three games. He had three games where he was over. He was in double digit fantasy points. Like, no, no, I'm gonna. Yeah, Miles Sanders is, is is a bust. Is a bust. But for me, I'm stick. I'm sticking to my guns. Al Robinson for me is the biggest bust of fantasy 2021. Minus Saquon. Sorry, Giants fans. Hey, Giants fans. Giants fans are are, fe- are feeling good. They're feeling good. They, they, Dave Gettleman is gone. Joe Judge is gone. Special Agent Garrett is gone. They're, they're, they're living the dream. Yeah, drinking out of their medium Pepsis. 
Drinking out of their medium Pepsis. Exactly. And and probably in rooting for the Cowboys and the Eagles to lose this weekend. One of them's going to lose, and it's not the Cowboys. Well, I hope not. Well, I hope that both of them don't lose. Adam, accept it now. Tom Brady is not losing to the Eagles. Again. There is, there is not a chance that Tom Brady is losing to the Philadelphia Eagles. Not a chance. It's going to be an exciting game. It's going to be um, – uh, yeah, sure. Exciting. Mm-hmm. I don't have the bracket on hand. Who would be the next person or who's the next team that they would play? Oh, it, it would have to depend on, on, on results. But oh, if, it goes, if it goes the way that I think it's going to go, it would probably be Dallas. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. If the Bucks win and Dallas wins, it's Bucks-Dallas. Because then it doesn't, it doesn't matter who wins Rams-Cardinals. The winner of that game would be going to Lambeau. Oh, that's funny. So then that game would be in Tampa? That game would be in Tampa, yeah. Okay. Yes, it would be in Tampa. Of course. Hey, we almost won there in week one. Yeah. Well, you know, I would, I'll be interested to see how this team is in the playoffs. But anyway, with the biggest bust comes the counterpoint. Your deep sleeper. Your deepest sleeper of the fantasy football season. Now, are we including waiver wire pickups in this? The melatonin award. Which is the foot, which is like the one joke that really got you to laugh on it's the very good joke. fantasy show. It's a very I didn't very even think it joke. was that funny, but yeah, it's the melatonin the melatonin award. Are we to, are we considering waiver wire additions in this? Or are we talking players that were consensusly drafted? Honestly, we could probably have two separate awards because I don't think it's this, it's not the same guy. It wouldn't be the same guy for each. It probably would be for me. But we'll save it for waiver wire pickup. So we'll have a waiver wire pickup of the year and then a deep sleeper award that was consensus, that was drafted by the consensus. Fair? Yes. So that way it, it could be different because my guy for both would be the same. Okay. And we'll get there. We'll get there in a minute. Um, well, I mean, for me, there's a whole bunch of candidates for this one. Gronk, uh, Jalen Waddle, who I had preseason as my wide receiver 48. So, yeah, Jalen Waddle is, is a great shout. Gronk I had as my tight end 13. Uh, Mike Williams as well. Joe Burrow, Michael Pittman. I mean, I guess you could put Leonard Fournette in there as well. You want to hear something crazy? Yeah. People drafted Zach Ertz. Not just people drafted Zach Ertz, not knowing what the fuck was going on with that situation with the Eagles. Zach Ertz finishes the tight end five. Well, he could he could thank Kyler Murray for that one. Zach Ertz is up there. Zach Ertz, I had low. Zach Ertz, I had in the range uh, as the kickers. But he was drafted. He, he was definitely drafted. There were many drafts that I was in where Zach, Zach Ertz was, was selected. No, I mean, yes, I know. I mean, up there is in like, 
deep sleepers. Oh, oh, in, in, in deep sleepers, yes, of course, in in, in deep sleepers, yes. <sighs> hmm. Do I want to put him in this category? Because he didn't do it for the entirety of the season. He was like a late bloomer, but. Guess if people had Chris Carson, then maybe they had Rashad Penny. That might yeah, be a stretch. That's a stretch. That might be a stretch. Okay. I think if you had Chris Carson, you probably, if you didn't have, if you had the handcuff, it would probably have been Alex Collins. Because at this point, at preseason, we didn't know if Rashad Penny would ever play a down of football. Okay. All right. So then Rashad, the Penny, Seahawks. Rashad Penny would fall into the waiver category then. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine by me. Um, Rashad Penny was on Robita Island. <laughs> fair, fair. But if I had to go for one guy that would be the 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 sleeper guy, the steal of any draft, it's Jamar Chase. Yeah. Jamar Chase. He was uh, ranked as my wide receiver 33 and at 76 overall for me. Man, who who wrote that hit piece on Jamar Chase? Was it Pro Football? Something? It was Pro Football Focus. Yeah. It's yeah. the, the, the same news organization that wrote the same hit piece on Justin Jefferson last year. I swear. They're just like, listen, I'm going to write this hit piece on these wide receivers so I can get them low in my fantasy drafts. Like, Mor- that's <laughs> Moral of the story. If you see Pro Football Focus coming out and roasting some receiver – Draft them, <laughs> or, yeah, if a, or if there's a receiver going to play with his college quarterback, draft them too. So when yeah. Justin Ross goes to Jacksonville next year, take Justin Ross. So does this mean that the Jets need to draft Matt Corral so he can be with Elijah Moore? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The the backup. Well, plan, I like the backup Wilson. plan. The backup plan. The backup plan. Move over, Mike White and Joe Flacco. Here comes Matt Corral with Zach Wilson. That'd be crazy. That'd be a crazy quarterback room. Um, as far as quarterbacks who are sleepers, the obvious one, he's not a deep sleeper, but Matt Stafford. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a very good one. Not the deepest of sleepers, but still. Uh, Joe Burrow. Very admirable. Joe Burrow would, would be one for me. Yeah. Joe Burrow is a deeper sleeper than Matt Stafford because people didn't know what Joe, what Joe Burrow was going to be like after that knee injury. People didn't know who he was going to be playing week one. Yeah. I had Burrow. I had Burrow as my QB 15 coming into the year. And then Stafford was my QB nine. But Stafford's, Stafford is, is a great shout. Great shout. We were saying for Burrow, that you we were like, get a handcuff, get a back, get a safety blanket if you're going to be drafting Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Like we had no idea. No, we had we had no clue. We had no clue. Little little did we know that Joe Burrow is going to turn into the next Tom Brady. Well, hopefully not. The man is a god. Well, I mean, hopefully, just so people stop talking about Tom Brady. Oh no, we're going to be talking about Tom Brady until the end of time. No. Forget Best game it. I've ever watched in my life. 28 to 3. Best football game I've ever watched. 
and I had no fandom in it whatsoever. The second best game I've ever watched in my life happened on Sunday. Which game was it? The Chargers and the Raiders. Oh, that oh that one. That one. That's one. That game. I thought you were talking about the tight window throw that Zach Wilson made to Keelan Cole, where I thought it was intercepted, except it wasn't. I think I probably watched about five minutes of the Jets and the Bills. Fair enough. Five minutes, which included seeing the Bills score a touchdown and win everyone $100. Yeah, that game was nuts. That punt, Matt, Matt Hawk, former Miami Dolphin, he was shanking punts everywhere. Kevin Harlan was like, he did it again. He shanked another one. I'm like, this is, this is amazing. Special agent, <laughs> special agent Matt Hawk, I believe yeah. is what you texted me. Special yeah. agent Matt Hawk. Special agent Matt Hawk. Because, hey, yeah. He, got, he, he, he did his best. He did his best. But the Jets, the Jets just had to jet. How do you feel, Adam, that you no longer have to see the New York Jets continue to jet? Well, I know that we're in a better situation than the Giants. And Fair point. probably in a better situation than the Dolphins now that they don't know what to, that they don't know what they're doing. It is evident that they don't know what they're doing. Yeah, listen, listen to the uh, Basement Talk podcast. That, that's all I got to say uh, for that one. Is uh, trust me, I, I did. Yeah, Jake and I, we had we had our opinions. We had our opinions. But to the to, to the listeners, if you haven't listened to the Basement Talk podcast, go listen to the Basement Talk podcast. Where we cover yeah. all of the uh, the hirings and 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 firings. Well, firings we haven't covered any hirings yet. No, but uh, yeah. But congratulations, Giants fans. Joe, Joe Judge is gone. The witch is dead. I was surprised and also not surprised. Um, I was more surprised that there was the report out that he was actually going to keep his job. That, to me, was a surprise. But that he got fired, that was not a surprise. He deserved it. Yeah. I, I was know. more surprised at the fact that they were. I was surprised, but not surprised over the fact that they were going to keep him. But the fact that they cut him, I was not surprised. Yeah, I mean, it just seemed like the Giants were a very or, or a wayward organization and that they just don't. They're like the Edmonton Oilers. They are the Edmonton Oilers, yeah. Coasting on the glories of the 80s. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's okay, it's Giants. Okay. It's okay, Giants. Fans. Things will get better. Maybe. Hopefully Maybe. not. I mean, at least, the, at least the Giants have won recent championships. The Oilers, all the Oilers have is the one finals appearance against the hurricanes. Well, and they have no against the, um, wasn't it against the ducks? No, the hurricanes. It was the hurricanes. It was the hurricanes. 2006. No. Yeah. 2006. 2006. It was the hurricanes. Why do we keep? Oh yeah. No. Yep. Uh, Hurricanes Oilers. Yep. Uh, For some reason I was thinking 2002 was the cup year, but no hurricanes were in that final. But it was no. against the Avalanche. 2000, 2002, wasn't that? Um, wasn't that, was that the Devils? Ducks, Devils? No, Devils, the Devils played. Devil, the Devils played the Ducks, and the Hurricanes played the Oilers in, in finals. Well, the did the Hurricanes make it to the finals another year? Maybe. Never mind. Didn't like they get swept by the Avs. Or that, wasn't the, that wasn't the Ray Bork year. I don't think so. It might have been. 
Well, now I need, now I just need to know. Well, they won, they won the cup in 05-06. I was that right. Was, that was 2 So that was the Bork year. No, well, it wasn't the Avs. No, the Bork year was against the Devils. It was a, it was the Red Wings, and it wasn't a sweep. It was a, it was five games. Ah, okay, okay, got it. Because I I I knew the Oilers Hurricanes one. That one I knew. That was seven games. Yes. Oh, don't you just love these offseason podcasts? Go off on tangents. Yeah. Love tangents. I knew it. I, I had a feeling. I'm like, I knew the, the Hurricanes made it to the finals and they got they got smacked. And then, yeah. And then Cam Ward in his rookie year won the Stanley Cup and then didn't do anything else. Well, he became a legend just for winning the Stanley Cup in his rookie year. Yeah. Um, do you have any, uh, okay. Do you have any other draft related sleepers or we can move on to, we can move on. We can move on to the waiver, yeah. waiver pickup of the year. We well, want the waiver pickup of the year. Yeah. Who's your pick. You've been teasing this. Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. He was a guy you picked up in week two and you played him when he played the rest of the year. What about. Jaboy, future New York Jet tight end, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz is a great chap. Great chap. I drafted him in a spot because I knew of the 90 targets fact. So I, I assumed that if there was going to be a 90 target tight end in Dallas, it was going to be Dalton Schultz. I got one. Okay. The better Hunter Renfro. Hunter Renfro with a W. Hunter Renfro, Hunter Renfro with a W. Oh, 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 <laughs> it's been a long week. Yeah, yeah, that's a good show. I'm like, what do you, what, what, is there anything other, is there anything else confusing about that? Uh, that one just went. Whew. Noted national championship hero, Hunter Renfro. Great game, by the way. Uh, that was upsetting. Future Jets receiver Jamison Williams will not be a New York Jet. You should be very ashamed. That's no, fine. We'll get Tyler Linderbaum or Lindenbaum. Linderbaum. Tyler Lindenbaum. Yeah. Lindenbaum. Yeah. Hunter Renfro is a good and shout. Whoever else. Hunter Renfro is a very, very good shout out. Trying to see where I had him in my uh, in my preseason ranks. I can't. I can't seem to to find him. I mean, I you definitely know, ranked him. I know I did. You know, I'm surprised, even though he's not a deep sleeper, but, you know, we drafted him, or we were, we, like, basically ripped on this guy for the entire offseason. So, you want to know where Hunter Renfro was in my ranks? I'm going to guess. Go ahead. 69? Nope. Oh. Nope. Where? He was 223rd overall as by wide receiver 74. Wow. Some names that were around him, in case you were wondering. Christian Kirk, T.Y. Hilton, Traquan Smith, Rashad Bateman, Alan Lazard. 
well, Christian Kirk is another player that you were way too low on. Uh, was I? Was I too low on Christian Kirk? I mean, maybe it wasn't consistent, but Christian Kirk only had five, or he only had 6.2 less fantasy points than Terry McLaurin. I just don't understand it with Kirk. Christian I, Kirk I had I more fantasy points than Amari Cooper and Adam Thielen. I don't get it. I just don't get it with, with Kirk. Like a lot of people had this love affair with him that, that I don't know. I, I, I just don't have. I mean, looking at his stat line, it's, he had a couple of duds, but like more often than not, you're getting double digit points from Christian Kirk. Well, I think a lot of that also came when DeAndre Hopkins was on the shelf. Yeah. So that helps. Opportunity helps. Opportunity does help. Can I can I uh, can I rave about someone very quickly, please? Sure. Whoever whoever wire pick of the year. My son, Amon Ross St. Brown. Of course. My child. My child. I love him. Drafting him in the third round next year. Oh, absolutely. You got that right. Yeah, as long, oh, as, long as he's playing with Jared Goff. I hope he's playing with Jared Goff. I praise, I pray that he gets Goff. And Goff, Goff was good for for Detroit. I'll I'll rephrase. Jared Goff was good for the Detroit Lions with what the Detroit Lions were. Consider, considering the circumstances. Considering the circumstances, yes. Considering the circumstances, Jared Goff was good. So before you talked about where Hunter Renfro was ranked in your ranks, the guy that I was alluding to as somebody that we uh, ripped on all off season that we didn't talk about because he wasn't that deep of a sleeper, but he still was a pretty deep sleeper. Debo Samuel. I mean, he's in the, he's in the conversation for uh, best sleeper that was drafted. Yeah. Um, he I was mean, not he on many waiver wires. I can tell you that he was drafted. No, he was not. He was drafted. Yeah, he was, he drafted. was drafted a lot. That's a, that's a very good shout for for like a sleeper. Um, Rashad Penny, someone that was picked up and won people championships. Yeah. Yep. Rashad Penny is a good one. Um, um, I'm just trying to think of of some other. Do they have a stat? I wish they had like a percentage of like. You know how like you have the own percentage and like the start percentage you should have for players or like a chart where it's like, which, how many championships or what percentage of championship rosters was this player on? Cause that uh, there is, is a, there is data for that. There is data for that. Where do you, where do I find that? Uh, go into, go, go into a ramble and I'll get that information. Okay. Well, I think that, that is some really good information because then you can really see what we're talking about here as far as players that win you leagues. And you can really see, I'm sure you can see a consistent pattern with the players that win you leagues. Either they're like superstar players or okay, they're sleepers or they're guys that are just in good situations. I got it. So okay. this is, a, it's an ESPN plus premium article as oh. you are talking to an ESPN plus premium member. 
I am also so, one of those. Well, you are a very smart man. So I'll read out the list. Okay. It, it, it's an abundance, but I'll, I'll read out the list. Can you send me the article? I'll send you the article. Yeah. So the list is, as I just copy and paste the link and send it to Adam, because I am just that good of a guy. Okay. It's sent to you. So the list is number one is Cooper cup. 48% of teams that had Cooper cup won a championship. Not a surprise. Number two, Mark Andrews. Number three, Cowboys defense. Number four, Alexander Madison. Then it goes Debo Samuel at five. Devontae Adams at six. Jonathan Taylor, seven. Dalton Schultz, eight. Hunter Renfro, nine. Cordero Patterson at 10. And some other names that I'll just read out because this list is long. And I'll just be rambling on and on and on and on and on. Uh, Elijah Mitchell was just outside the top 10. He came in at 29% of teams that had Elijah Mitchell won a championship. Dawson Knox, 28% of teams that had Dawson Knox won themselves a championship, which I find fascinating. This is an extensive list. It is. 28% of teams that had Nick Falk won themselves a championship. That is nuts to me. And another reason why you should not be going out of your way to draft Justin Tucker in the 11th round. Just saying, because Justin Tucker, newsflash, is not on this list. Um, also, Greg Joseph was on this list. Yep. Kicker two for kickers, the Minnesota two, Vikings. Two kickers that were picked up off of waiver wire. The only two kickers that are on this list. Go figure. Um, and two defenses also. Because you, yeah. you have the Cowboys defense and also the Dolphins defense. Gee, Adam, I wonder what made the Dolphins defense so good. It wasn't like they had like a defensive-minded coach that maybe was able to coach up that defense and make them such a really, really talented unit or something. No, I think it's just the players, really. You know, it's never the coach. The coach doesn't deserve any credit for making no. his players perform are you, well. Are you kidding me? We actually give credit to the coach? Come on now. Forget about it. Come on now, Adam. It's, uh, you're, 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 you're being ridiculous. You're being ridiculous. I, I know. I, I think you've really had a super long week that you're coming on to this show and you're saying that a coach deserves credit for the success of their players, I, I think you need a nap. I think you need a nap. If you want to go now, if you want to go now so you can go nap, you can go do that because that's one of the most ridiculous takes I've ever heard. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, that's preposterous. Absolutely preposterous. preposterous. <laughs> um, here's, here's, here's a really interesting one. 25% of teams that are Ronald Jones won a championship. That's crazy. I'm like, what did Ronald Jones – I'm surprised. I'm well, like shocked. As, as a fill-in for uh, for Fournette, I, I understand it. I, yes. I do understand it. It's just funny seeing seeing Rojo pop up again. Ladies and gentlemen of the press, 24% of teams that had a man, a child, a child of mine, by the name of Sun God, Amon Ross St. Brown, won themselves a championship. So 24% of managers that won themselves a championship with Amon Ross St. Brown, you are all amazing, wonderful, beautiful people. To the people who doubt my son, God's son, Amon Ross St. Brown, I have three words for you. 
Adam, would you like to guess what those three words are? Shut the fuck up. No, that's four. Oh. Go fuck yourself. All right. I must. I really must be tired because that is four words. You know how many points Ronald Jones scored in championship week? How many points? Well, they. I know that they they romped all over um, the Carolina Panthers. He in, had sixteen point one, ruining ruining my hopes of Dallas getting the uh, getting the the, the 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 two seed. He had sixteen point one full point PPR fantasy points against Carolina. He had a whopping three point seven points against the Jets in Week Seventeen. Well, because he he left with an injury. Yes. He left that injury against against the Jets, and then it was uh, it was Keyshawn Vaughn and former New York Jet legend Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Can't say it with a straight face. Uh, Of course, he scored against the Jets. Of course, uh, he did. I think he scored last time too. He always scores against the Jets. My the funniest the funniest part was when he was released by the Jets last year. And the three teams that were in the running for him were the next three teams on the Jets schedule. <laughs> of course, because everybody wants to have revenge games against the Jets. And who wouldn't? If I was in that, if I was in the National Football League, I'd want to make a fucking living going up against the Jets. If I, if I am go, if I am being drafted at this moment in time, I would want to be drafted by a team in the AFC South, the NFC East, or the AFC East. Because you can get the Jets, the Giants, the Jaguars, or the Texans. Boom. Have success against those teams, you're going to make bank as a second contract. You're going to make bank. I should be a fucking agent. Okay. Release, release info to all the teams that are not in said divisions that said player does not want to play for you. Well, I'll still be here hosting like, the Basement Talk podcast, Fancy Joey. You're being a super agent, like Drake London. If Drake London needs a uh, needs an agent, he can call. He can call me anytime because I can tell you the secondaries of the Jets, Giants, Texans, and Jaguars could absolutely be had. And my guy Drake London needs an agent. So Drake, you need an agent. Give me a call. I don't know. The Jets secondary is pretty underrated. Ask me about what Mike Evans did to that. What, going up against the hall monitor? Mike Evans had himself a very, very nice day. Very, very, very nice day. But but the Jets secondary did make Antonio Brown rage quit. So, yeah. And I, assume, I assume you saw what he said today, right? Yeah. That it was maybe an, an overreaction or what exactly did he say? I think I'm paraphrasing there. It, it was, was uh, unnecessary. Not- Unnecessary and unprofessional, or something along those lines. Something along those lines. AB, no shit. Yes. Maybe, maybe he realized after his team called the other 31 teams of the National Football League saying, Hey, would you maybe want to sign my client, Antonio Brown, for the playoffs? What do you guys think? And all 31 teams said, Yeah, no, no thanks. He's not doing himself any favors, that Antonio Brown. And he really never does. No. No, in recent not. years, he makes it he makes it very, 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 very difficult on 
everybody, whoever, whomever his agent is, good. God bless them. He, yeah, he, whoever Antonio Brown's agent is, I, th- I don't know who it is because I'm sure he's gone through a few. I, I don't know who it is, but he deserves a raise or they, they deserve a raise, whoever it is. Um, I could tell you who it is. I want to say it's Drew Rosenhaus because that's probably the, he's the agent for most players. It's a safe answer. Asian for Antonio Brown is Ed Vasilevsky. Any relation to Andre Vasilevsky? No, because this one begins with the W. Oh, oh, it's Wasilevsky. Wasilewski. Wasilewski. Oh, yeah, Wasilewski. Wasilewski. Something like that. Okay. W-A-S-I-E-L-E-W-S-K-I. What? I don't know. Wazalewski. Sure. Sure. Let's, let's, let's go with that. Let's go with that. Um, any other superlatives that you're thinking of here? Mm, no, not, not for, for me, but, but do you want to hear my top 10 for my early top 10 yes i could i could debut it why not i was gonna say in the world i was gonna save it but um you know what fuck it so what do you want do you want it standard you want it half or you want full well most people including us we play in full point ppr so let's go with full full ppr it is all right so my Number one is Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor, the first time uh, that a running back has had 40 or few under 40 receptions to finish as the number one running back in PPR since 2009 when Adrian Peterson did it. And Jonathan Taylor had 40 receptions on the dot. Wow. So the first, the first time since 2009 that a running back has had 40 fewer or 40 less than 40 receptions. And finish number one running back, Jonathan Taylor. Number two for me, I'm going with Derrick Henry. Number three, I'm going with Austin Eckler. Four, Devontae Adams. Five, Cooper Cup. Six, Alvin Kamara. Seven, Najee Harris. Eight, Christian McCaffrey. Nine, Justin Jefferson. And number 10, the return of my son, Joe Cam Makers. Oh, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Yep. Well, being in a competent offense does wonders. It does. It does. Would you Would you like to hear who my? Uh, well, Joe Mixon sits sits right now. He sits as my RB seven. Sorry, RB eight. I apologize. RB eight. You want to hear who my RB ten is? Who is your RB ten? Is this Cam Akers? No. Oh. No. no. Where is Cam in my, my ranks? Did I rank him yet? Hmm. He's my RB20, Cam, as of right now. My RB10, as of right now, someone that you are, you and I are very, very, very familiar with. Is it Michael Carter? No, it's not Michael Carter. 
Oh. Is it Ezekiel Elliott? Nope. No, Zeke is low for me. I have Zeke at RB18. Is it somebody that we're both familiar with? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it Clyde? Nope. Warmer. Warmer. Javante Williams? Javante Williams! Yes. Get in, get in, my son, my son, great guy, great guy. Um, but yeah, Cam Cam Akers, Cam Akers is in my top fifty though. He is in my top fifty. Um, the next question that you have, Adam, is where do I have Michael Thomas? Uh, I can tell you that I have Michael Thomas. <laughs> I did, I did not ask that, but sure, fine, whatever. You were thinking it. You were thinking it. I have Michael Thomas right now. Where do I have Michael Thomas? I know I have him in my top 100. I just don't know where. Who is your ah, highest rank? Found him. Okay. I found him. Michael Thomas right now is my wide receiver 41 at 92. Wow. You think I want him? Oh, I think you would break down a couple doors to get Michael Thomas with, the, with that <laughs> ranking. But of course, these these rankings are subject to change because we have the draft, we have free agency to to come. It's fucking January. Of it's course, they're subject January. Yes, of we course, they're even, subject to change. We haven't even gotten to a fucking playoff game, and I have three hundred and fifty-two guys ranked. You might have a lot of time on your hands. No, this is just what happens when you're nocturnal. Okay. When you're nocturnal and you have to do this for your profession. Who is your highest ranked jet? Oh, it's Michael Carter. It's Michael Michael Carter. I just don't know where. Um, I have Elijah Moore at 67. Is Is it Michael Carter or is it Elijah Moore? I'd be disappointed. Michael Carter has looked really good. Hmm. Give me, give me more. Give me more. Give me, give me more. Give me, give me, give me more. It is Elijah Moore. Wow. It is Elijah Moore. Elijah, Elijah Moore is at 67. Michael Carter is at 71. I don't know how I didn't see that because it was right in front of me. Elijah, give me, give me more. As much of a staple of the mailbag as Portland, Oregon. Well, stronghold the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Sure Love is. Portland, Oregon. Shout, shout out Portland. Shout out Portland. Great people. Trade us Damian Lillard. I've been to the other Portland. It's pretty nice. The other Portland. It's in Maine. Portland, Maine. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. It's like Another Portland. There's no, 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 Adam. Adam, you're gonna disrespect the people of Portland, Oregon, like that. That's disgraceful. I'm not disrespecting anybody. I'm just saying that I enjoyed my time in Portland, Maine. Are you fucking kidding me with this? The, the views of this rogue host do not reflect the views of the Basin Talk podcast. We are a pro Portland, Oregon podcast. Just letting you know. Thank you very much, rogue host. You never disrespect Portland, Oregon, like that ever again. We love Portland, Oregon. Portland, Maine, I'm sure is a wonderful place. 
But is Portland, Maine the stronghold of the Pacific Northwest? I don't think so. No, because it's in the fucking Northeast. Is it the stronghold of the Northeast? No. Of the Atlantic Northeast? No. 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 Portland, Oregon is the stronghold of the Pacific Northwest. So take your Portland maid and shove it up your ass. I record podcasts with you up to three up to three days a week. And this happens all the time. My words constantly get twisted. I don't even know why I still do it. I think I might have Stockholm syndrome. <laughs> oh, that made me laugh. That was funny. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know why. At least once or twice a show or week. My words get twisted. Adam, you're talking to someone that has the most active brain alive. This brain is always working. This brain never shuts off. And I'm analyzing every single word that comes out of your mouth and thinking, how can I make a joke of this? How can I spin this? It's what I do. I know. Good. I'm glad that you know. I'm quite aware. Good, good. I mean, you've, we've been doing this long enough. Yes, we have. How many? Ser- serious question, serious question. I won't, I won't spin your words at all, I promise. For now, for now. How many years have we been doing this? Uh, since the end of, I think it was early 2018. Like January of 2018. That sounds right. That sounds right. Not this specifically, but the required radio fantasy show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was talking about like uh, doing podcasts. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, we did our World Cup podcast that was only two episodes. We made it to Group B, and then that was it. Hey, Adam, you want to do a podcast for the World Cup? (laughs) Oh, yeah, totally. And then we'll also do a podcast about fantasy football. And then one survived. Guess which one? Guess which one survived? Yes. Hey, you want to do a podcast about the AFCON? I probably know even less players in the AFCON than I did about the World Cup when we were when we did that podcast. That was literally all you. How, how about the, how about this? I'm going to give you a little quiz. A little quiz before we go. Can you name five players at the AFCON? Actually, I might. Okay. I don't know if you're correct. Mo Salah. That's one. Riyad, Ma- Riyad Mahrez. That's two. Algeria. Um, Sadio Mane. That's three. Senegal. Um, oh, who is that That center back for... Uh, I'm really bad at this. What? I'm shocked. Two this more. Of, you got this. This is one of those things where you get put on the spot and your mind suddenly goes blank. Two more, Adam. You got this. I haven't paid attention to soccer in a while. Hmm. Two more. Think of who you're talking to. Two more African players. Think of who you're talking to. 
I am thinking of who you're talking to. Oh my god! No. Oh yeah, that's right. Pierre, I did. I didn't realize that that country was in Africa. Pierre, Pierre Emmerich Aubameyang. Four. Yeah. One more. Yeah, Gabon or Gabon. Gabon is. I didn't realize it was in Africa. One more. Okay. I believe in you. One more. I believe in I you. I got to think about that. Um. Hmm. So it's hard. This is a. This is a think of one. think of think of an Alba teammate, perhaps. No, Alexander Lacazette's that's French. Yep, he's French. Wow, this is really killing me. Edward Mendy's also French. Well, Edward Mendy's there. Oh, he. Yeah, Edward Mendy's there. He plays for Senegal. Oh yeah. Oh, he does play for Senegal. Yep. Oh, win. so there you go. Yep, you win. You could have said. You could have also said Joel Matip. You could have said Nicola Pepe. You could have said Mohamed El Neni. You could have said uh, who was the other one that was? Uh, oh, I Thomas Partey. I was. I also thought that Nicola Part Nicola Pepe was French. Ivorian. Oh, he's Ivorian. Oh, I could. Uh, well, Yaya Yaya Torre is retired, but still. You could have said Wilfred Zaha. I could have said Wilfred Zaha. Could have said Wilfred Zaha. You could have said. Um, you could have said Elas. One of the best days of all time. That was terrible. That was terrible. I apologize. Rogue host. We have a rogue host. All right. So before before we go, Adam, I do I did want I do want to give you a, a little a little tidbit, a little update, a little update right now. Um, last night, last night, I, I want you to be uh, very very aware of this. You know, I I told you how about how about I packed Lionel Messi in uh, in foot, right? Yes. Guess who I packed last night? Cristiano Ronaldo. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm running. You actually wanted. Oh, I, oh, oh my God. I got, I got, I got him. I woke up my entire house and I put him into, into my squad. I'm running a squad right now. Sick of the top of my head. And, th- and then I promise you can wrap this up. Then you can, then you can go make dinner and then go to sleep. I promise. Um, squad I'm running right now is, uh, Jean-Luigi Donnarumma, uh, Atraf Hakimi, Marquinhos, Carlos Puyol, the best left back in the Premier League, Kieran Tierney. George Best, Clarence Seedorf, Angolo Conte, Phil Foden, Cristiano Ronaldo, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Love me some Phil Foden. Oh, I love me some Phil Foden. That man is lovely. He's great. I love Phil. I absolutely love him. Him and Cole Palmer are going to win a World Cup together. Well, it's a shame that Cole Palmer is just never going to make the England squad because Bukayo Saka is just going to hold his place for all of eternity. It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. The amount of midfielders that England have or are going to have, uh, Connor Gallagher, Mason Mount, Bukayo Saka, Jaden Sancho, Jaden Bencho. I apologize, Jaden Bencho. For, forgive me. Forgive my manners. Uh, Jude Bellingham, Emil Smith-Rowe, Phil Foden. Um, who am I missing, Adam? Who am I missing? I know I'm missing others. Well, you I'm, just mentioned I just mentioned Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer, yeah. Um, they're definitely Harvey Elliott, who I think is, is yeah, he's a talent. He's a talent and a half for uh, Curtis Jones uh, as well. 
there's just so many good. And even if they want to bring in old Andy Robertson. Or no, um, Jordan Henderson. Henderson. That's what I meant. Andy Robertson Scottish. No, it is not close enough. Fuck Fuck Andy Robertson. He's He's not even English. He's the second best Scottish left back in the Premier League. He can go fuck himself. Yeah, it's Jordan Henderson is what I meant to say. We all know who the best Scottish left back in the Premier League is, and his name is not Andy Robinson. That dude could go fuck himself. And for that matter, while we're at it, the club that falsified COVID tests, Liverpool, they could go fuck themselves. Yep. Fuck Jurgen Klopp. And while we're at it, since I'm on, I'm on this tirade, I'm this rogue podcast host, as Adam would probably say, fuck Thomas Tuchel. Fuck him too. Rogue host. And fuck Chelsea. And fuck Tottenham. There we go. I'm done. All right. Fair enough. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes wherever you get your podcasts. For my co-host, Ed Birdsall, I'm Adam Caster. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.